this is us doing this, like, where we're looking at each other, but we're not looking at the real each other. We're looking at the screen each other. It's like cheating out on the stage, right? So you're like, like this, like I'm turned, yeah, like, like sort of angled towards hello, you, but person with whom I'm conversing, but also the audience. But yeah, really, yeah. I'm just talking to the audience, but, but I'm actually just looking and at myself. And maybe I will do an aside <laughs> where she doesn't hear. <laughs> To, to you, the listener. Right. Yeah. There's no way I would hear Richard's yeah. No way, be- because it's an aside. voice. It is an aside, therefore. <clears throat> the nature of an aside, yeah. which is not really a side. Welcome, everyone, <clears throat> to the new year. It's going to be 2024. We're actually, right now, as of this recording, about 40 minutes away from that. And we've decided hey. that last year we did a lovely retrospective. And this year, we're going to try and do a slightly lovelier retrospective. I don't know if we can get any lovelier. Well, we'll get at least as We're like a fine wine every year. It's just better and better. You don't know anything about fine wine. (laughs) You use something else that you know about. Mm. (laughs) How about movies? We're like Sean Connery. (laughs) Every year, we're just getting handsomer and handsomer until we die. (laughs) Until we die. All right, sounds good. All right, so now you're thinking about Sean Connery. When am I not really? When you get down to it, fair enough, fair enough. So, with that being said, because he is a favorite of yours, Mm. can you tell me some favorite films that you saw for the first time this year? So, this covers season seven and season eight, right? And not necessarily films that came out this year, but films that I saw for the first time this year. From the podcast. From the podcast. Season seven and season eight. Right. So the two that stood out to me most as I gaze upon you, but not really, um, that stood out to me the most. Yeah. um, The most would be Gojira and Shin Gojira. Mm. Because I had such low expectations for them. I really expected them to to be at the most okay. Um, Possibly sucky. And the fact that they were decidedly unsucky um, was quite surprising. And it was a delight to watch them. I agree with you. Those were delightful films. I will also add on there the Pelican Brief. I loved Julia Roberts and Denzel's chemistry. I'm still thinking about it today, even though that was from... from She was recently interviewed. And they asked her a series of questions about where her characters would be today. And she said that Denzel... And her character would still be together now. Like in her mind. Like together, together. Like together, together. They would be a couple. Together. She did yeah. say that. Like, like um, High School Musical yeah, together? I sure hope not. Um, but she did say that her Pretty Woman co-star Richard Gere would be dead. And that she would have taken over his business. Hmm. So make it that what you will. She was a businesswoman in that film. She, she was. <laughs> All right. <laughs> The oldest business. All right, so Hero, Hero. I, that was another one that I love. That was a favorite film. Richard did not like it. Hey, the way that they attacked each other with water droplets was truly moving. It's Just poetic. not in the direction I and wanted to be. Beautiful. Rooted. What a great It is film. beautiful. No doubt about it. Beautiful movie. I feel like there are few films that I can conjure up in my mind, and I have seen my share that are as beautiful as hero it's gorgeous and it's poetic and it's well told it's well shot it's well rendered it's just 
It's just well. It is well. <laughs> for for you. For for for, for me. You. Not for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine then. <clears throat> um yeah. Okay, um also Hoosiers. Yeah. From the sports episode, I loved Hoosiers. And I've been hearing people talk about Hoosiers my entire life, pretty much. With good reason. Yes. We found out that. Was well, I thing. already knew that. Oh, okay. Oh, Rich. I was one of those people saying you should watch Hoosiers. Yeah. And you were one of those Philistines who was like, yeah. I did not say that. <laughs> Worth it. It's Gene Hackman. He just likes to push my buttons. It's Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman. I mean, can you go wrong with Gene? Can you? I don't think so. I've never seen a movie. I may have seen Gene Hackman in a bad movie, but I can't think of one. And I've never seen a bad Gene Hackman acting. No. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. He's always on. All right. So how about biggest surprises that we covered in season seven and season eight? Biggest surprise. 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 I'm going to say old man in the gun. I was not expecting mm. that masterpiece. I loved it. I even went out and bought it after we podcast about it. I bought it from my own personal digital library. Mm. And I've watched it since we podcasted it. And it is a beautiful movie. Yeah. And worth watching. Robert Redford, sure. Sissy Spacek, again, with some mad chemistry. Yes. And, and you know, my, my other favorite, who's actually on my boyfriend list, yes. Casey Affleck. Not my to be confused Affleck with his choice. brother. No, 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 no. My Affleck of choice. Whereas Ben Affleck has uh, this year been crowned my favorite Batman, which mm. we discussed. Which, yeah, which he tried to get me to fight with him over. And hey, I was like, I'm not I, stepping I in there. I was just presenting my logic. Yeah, yeah. Um, so for me, and maybe this will sound a, a bit odd, but it was more season seven than I think that this really occurred to me. We did a lot of uh, awards, Academy Awards based yes stuff and that made me have to look at a very long list of all of the academy award-winning films since the academy has existed and what i think i realized that was a big surprise to me was how little academy awards indicated quality and how little they <laughs> indicated longevity it's like oh mm. this is an academy award-winning film five years later no one remembers it. And uh, that's a fair point. And it reminded me of my argument for Beautiful Mind. Right. Because that one for Best Picture, I remember. And I liked it then. <clears throat> and then it it went away of my DVD collection. Right. I don't like it anymore. Yeah. It's not solid enough to be a Best Picture. Little, I mean, even maybe even a Best Picture nominee. Well, Sorry, Ron Howard. Yeah, sorry, Ron. We sorry, like you. Sorry. You're a nice guy. You've I made, like the Grinch yeah. very much. Far and away. And far and away. And far and away is good. And you know that, you know, like I have an emotional response every single time I watch Cocoon. Ron, or as you are looking, <laughs> we're both making eye contact with you right now, Ron. Um, so, but yeah, it was just, it was striking to me. It was something I knew, but looking at the list, it really hit it home for me that like the Academy yeah, it doesn't hold. They don't it, always get things right. They don't always get things right. Critic, critics don't always get things right, yeah. except for except, except for, for these us. ones. Except when we disagree, in which case I get it right. <laughs> Boo! <laughs> All right, I'm always right. Um, seven, seven samurai. Yeah, was that was a big surprise for you. 
I was not surprised because I knew what uh, I knew what quality was. As you mentioned in the podcast, you fought you uh, fought Did against I doing that. It? Yeah, that's been on the list for years. <coughs> and, no, you were, and you were like, but I don't know that I actively was like. No, okay, if by fighting it you ducked and weaved away from it in production meetings, yeah. <laughs> That was a commercial break. Duck, ducking and weaving, sponsored by Bucky's. Um, also, currently wearing a Bucky's New Year's shirt. Yeah. So, Bucky's, if you're listening and would like to sponsor, clearly one of us is really into uh, a crazy, crazy, crazy into fan. You. Yeah. Crazy fan. Yeah. Madness. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, Magnificent Seven was was really great. I'm glad that we got to do it. I'm glad that you really brushed up on your 1950s Japanese and learned a lot. <clears throat> yeah, Magnificent Seven. And you're brushing up on your Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> I speak Japanese, but I don't speak 1950s Japanese. But she does now. I do. She could recite the whole I'm movie fluent. to I'm you. Three hours. Three fluent. hour crash course. Three hour crash course. Influence. But again... That, that movie was so interesting to me and like even though i couldn't obviously can't speak to no idea what they were saying <clears throat> but they were acting so well the writing was so solid um and the the you know everything that goes into making a film was was so well put together that i knew what was happening and, i could tell what was happening and it ended up being my own like that and was then a you watched the denzel to get the translation right <laughs> yeah that is what happened and i'm okay with that <laughs> watching denzel yeah who would watch be? i can watch it so another one that i think was a was a bit of a surprise for both of us was warcraft mm. that one was uh i expected it to just be straight up awful and dumb and it had a surprising amount of twists and turns to it it was better made than i thought it would be yeah, and the thing that, that was interesting to me, and this is I said this in the podcast too, is that the morality was so different than what mm -hmm. I'm used to with my uh you know westernized thinking that it's like kind of like jarring yes. when you see it. But again, it was crafted <laughs> so well. <laughs> uh -huh. So funny. Crafted so well that it beat out all the rest of the film. But a hard watch. It was hard. But, I mean, yes, because because the morality is so yeah, different. It was, it was it was rough. But but it was interesting. It's interesting for sure. Um, I said Moonraker was a big surprise. And I said Moonraker because that is a daggum train wreck <laughs> of a film. And I couldn't put it on the letdown category because I already did not like Roger Moore. Bless so him. I wasn't prepared to love the film. But it was a surprise how bad it was. That was that was. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Star Wars and James Bond put together. How can you go wrong? Apparently, very very quickly and very very easily. Yeah. Um, no, it was, it's it's awful. It's it's a really bad movie. <laughs> so definitely one of my biggest surprises of the year. All right, so let's switch to letdowns. I said mm. letdowns, and my top two. We're from the female biopic category. And this is let down to me because the male biopic category is one of my all-time favorite categories right. we've ever covered on podcasts out of eight seasons. Um, 
yeah, but respect with Aretha. I didn't have respect. Had no for respect. That one. Yeah. No respect. And I want to dance with somebody. You didn't want to dance with anybody. Two iconic singers that are so good. They deserve good films. And mm. I don't feel like and better titles really got them. Especially I want to dance with somebody. As we mentioned in the podcast. Um, funny because those were my on the top of my list of, as well of letdowns. They mm-hmm. were uh, that Whitney Houston one in particular. Oh gosh. And mm, Personally, the 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 true heart of it for me is the random shot of Kevin Costner. <laughs> I mean, that really just succinctly gets to the heart of this movie and why it's a train wreck. It's just here, enjoy this two second moment of Kevin Costner, no dialogue, looking at you, quite handsome. Let's be honest. Of course. And then let's segue back to the movie and not at all discuss. Kevin Costner, nor his two seconds. <laughs> but he was so important to Whitney Houston mm-hmm. that he deserved two seconds. That he deserved that yeah. shot. That that yeah. That moment. Yeah, it was just weird. That was weird, and the title weird. is weird, yeah. and it was a letdown the entire film. Um, <clears throat> writing, yeah. Stanley Tucci, who I love, I love Stanley Tucci, phenomenal actor. Mm, great but but the writing for his character yeah. not good enough let down not good enough um i'm gonna say red eye was a letdown for me because killian murphy yeah, i you you had high hopes going killian in there didn't murphy. you and it's not that he did a bad job i just didn't care anything about that film also rachel mcadams who i really like yes. see but i was kinder to that film than you were yeah i thought it was a little more Enjoyable. Well, you, you you didn't like the Jodie Foster one. No, not and so I much. did not so much. But what as as we pointed one? out, um, my parental instincts were probably kicking pretty high on that mm-hmm. one. Loss uh, and flight plan. Yeah, flight plan. Um, Thanks, producer. <laughs> Wait, producer, show yourself. <laughs> Whoa, there, there she was. <laughs> Gotta watch hard for that one, kids. Um, I'd like to point out one of my letdowns, and this one may come as a surprise to you. Is it? She Devil. Oh, yeah, that's that's a real shocker. See, I knew nothing about She Devil, but I knew Meryl Streep was in it. Mm. And Meryl Streep, for most people, represents a certain caliber of work, of quality, of sanity. And this film possessed none of those things. <laughs> quality sanity nothing but Meryl Streep did a good job can it can it be said that you've done a good job like is the guy who's mopping the deck of the Titanic as it's sinking doing a good job those musicians that were playing when the Titanic was sinking they did a good job okay sure they kept those people you know whatever all right yeah yeah well music does here is the guy piloting the Hindenburg doing a good job (laughs) Sure, he he didn't well, mean to, to grace the pilot that. of the Hindenburg. Uh, I, I'm sorry, <laughs> Meryl. I, I I cannot tell you that you did a good job on this project because everything in the project let you down. So the well, good job would have been to put a big pass on the script. But it's farcical. It's like we talked about Death Becomes Her, and 
the that char- one, her character yeah. in Death Becomes Her is very similar to me very. as her character in She Devil. For a minute, I thought you said it was very similar to you. Yeah, and I was like, "That's that's not accurate. That's yeah. very mean to yourself. Be nicer." <laughs> that is not me. Um, <clears throat> would I like to be compared to Meryl Streep? Absolutely. Um, but those characters, yes, no, um, <clears throat> yes, and I really like Death Becomes Her. So maybe I'm just like. Like projecting projecting yeah uh-huh. no she devil was was a, a massive letdown and i didn't even come in with a very high bar at all <laughs> and uh my bar was still <laughs> far far too high well all right fair enough um this let me down because it's like when america or americans are depicted a lot of times they end up looking stupid and a lot of times we play right into that stereotype. Mm-hmm. And this, I can't think of another film that did this more than Godzilla 98 mm-hmm. with Matthew Broderick. It was just like the stupidest. It was the stupidest people. It was the stupidest dialogue. It was the stupidest, stupidest. The people. military in particular was yes. really, really yes. castigated. If I was in the military, I would want to disavow that film. I would want to like say the National Guard did that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, National Guard people. And it's so stark compared to the other two Godzilla movies that we loved, which are Japanese. This is a Japanese um, hero, protagonist, Godzilla. Um, And so you get the American version and it's it's such a a travesty. Is he the protagonist or the hero? He's like a walking MacGuffin is what he is. (laughs) He's, He's like the thing that everybody either wants or wants to get rid of. So I like that the walking MacGuffin. He's well, very large. He may be the largest MacGuffin <laughs> ever recorded <laughs> in human history. <laughs> Can you spell MacGuffin? Yeah. M A C G U F F I N. All right. I yeah. just wanted to make that. Happen. Yeah. There you I go. want. We should look that up if there's been a bigger MacGuffin. <laughs> Maybe maybe there's been a planet Gojira. that's been a, Mac- a MacGuffin. Yeah, Godzilla. Gojira, not Godzilla. Well, the 98 one was definitely a Godzilla. Was a Godzilla. Let's be real. Uh, yeah, bad. All right, one more on my letdown, and that is I Am Sam. Yeah, I try not to think about that movie. Yeah. Even Michelle with your Pfeiffer. Laura Dern in it. Laura Dern did a good job, again. Yeah, sure. So this, was, this was less of a, like, a can't say she, she's good thing than Meryl Streep and she devil, though. <clears throat> yes yeah, um i am sam doesn't look so bad next to she devil that's true it's true so maybe it's not a vegetable <laughs> moving on <laughs> all right so so let's talk about this year's cinema it was last new year's eve we talked about what was upcoming in 2023 what we were most excited to see we said one two three what are you most excited about rich said guardians of the galaxy three and i said dune part two you know what happened to that looking mm. into the camera sag i at <laughs> right? least got to watch mine <laughs> i'm so salty about that the only thing that's keeping me going right now are those trailers out right now Whew, all right. i will say that uh, guardians of the galaxy 3 was a letdown uh, yeah it was a letdown not not a massive but I wanted it to be better. But it was like, okay. It was super sad. It was super sad and like... Super depressing. Part of what was so winning about Guardians to begin with was Chris Pratt. 
and his character. And not that he didn't do a good job. He did. But his arc has led him down this, this path that it was just like, okay, well, it's time for me to stop being a guardian now. It's like, well, why are we still here? And then it's like, they're emerging. Like all these heroes are emerging now and they're, they're going to be the new guardians of the galaxy. And it's just like, I don't care. I don't care about you. I, so again, I was on the one hand, like, I like that we learned more about rocket, but on the other hand, man, oh man, Rocket's story was super sad. Yeah. That was hard to see. Super, super hard to watch. And so the movie, you know, it still had the comedy element, but I felt like it was it was very weighed down by feelings of finality and feelings of, like you said, you know, we've got the old guard who's departing, but the new guard, they're really trying to pitch them to us and we're just not feeling it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that was. And then I remember saying that I was cautiously looking forward to Indiana Jones you were, destiny. you were you were concerned i was concerned my <clears throat> concerns were very valid i didn't think it was that bad i thought it was that bad. it was meh it was a colossal train wreck of awful meh. i'd no. rather have indy get back in the fridge <laughs> no it is not worse than kingdom of the crystal skull it's worse it's not worse, it's worse. Than kingdom of the crystal skull. how can you waste mads mickelson how oh, can you good waste him? But they wasted Kate Blanchett. In... Look, Kate at least made an impression. Mads was like... No, the light made an impression in her eyes. Mm. Those lovely eyes, Kate. <laughs> anyway. No, I just... Oh, yeah, my doppelganger. <laughs> One of my doppelgangers that he said I look like this season. Let's look at hey, I think Michelle Oh, oh yeah, Michelle, Michelle the stronger, Pfeiffer. The stronger fit there. Okay. If she shows up in Indiana Jones 6 when he's in the wheelchair, (laughs) then maybe we can talk about it. Maybe she should. Maybe she should. Maybe Maybe that would help. Well, at least we'll just get him to say some of his old. If we can get Steven Spielberg to come back, maybe it would be worth doing. Okay. All right. Uh, I will follow Spielberg. Yes, you will. so despite the debate i think we can both agree that movie was bad um i didn't think i mean i didn't love it i didn't love it i didn't love it i didn't like uh phoebe waller bridge is that her name she's a great actress and 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 very talented but this was the wrong spot for her to be in. It just, it just didn't work. It did not work. It was like, here, I'm the new Indiana Jones. Here's my little sidekick. Let me be Indiana Jones, please. <laughs> and everyone's going, no, no, get off the screen. No, it's time to wrap this up, guys. And Mads is over in the corner like, I can do better than this. Yeah. <laughs> I was Hannibal. <laughs> and he was great. 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 We don't talk about TV, Hannibal. but watch Hannibal. He's great. Get a therapist, a good one, a and good then one. go watch But Hannibal. not, not, not Nicholson. Yeah. <laughs> Whiz. Hold on. Disclaimer. Mur, 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 Avoid mur. any Lithuanian. If you, if you walk into a room and Matt, <laughs> Matt Mickelson is about to therapize you, 
you make an excuse. And if he has a charcuterie board, then really get out really of there. Really get quickly. out of there. Yeah. A little bit of head cheese. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, <all right. laughs> so, so, all right. So what actually was your favorite thing that you saw that came out this year? I'm gonna, I want to say I really liked, um, uh, what's his face? Oh, Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. Mm. I loved that film. It's beautiful. Jake Gyllenhaal. Awesome film. <clears throat> I liked Oppenheimer. I liked Wonka. Okay. I liked Barbie. That's a real divisive one. People either really like Barbie or they don't. They either get it or they don't. <laughs> Ooh, the lines have been drawn. Yeah, yeah. I drew those lines and I will fight those lines too. I got it. I got it. I, I got you, Greta. Got you, Greta. She did look she did the little woman that I love. So we know. <laughs> you might have mentioned it. Yeah. Um what did you like? I liked Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. Oh, I meant to say that. Yes. It was really quite good. It, it I, the the part oneiness of it all, I think, um, made it where it, it's not gonna it's not gonna be fallout for me in terms of sheer pleasure. But man, it was well constructed. Really? Yeah. I love the tone of it. Oh yeah. I sure. could just wa- I could watch it every day. Actually, I could live in Mission Impossible Land every day. It's just a good bunch of films great series it's also very hard to beat the evil of henry cavill's mustache <laughs> it's very hard it's hard to... to beat the evil of henry cavill but especially the mustache <laughs> i mean you you just the, the power that it had <laughs> i mean this new guy gabriel or whatever the baddie he's really handsome he's very evil yeah, he but, has a cool voice. But whenever I think of evil in Mission Impossible, that must. Whenever I think of evil, I think of That's so rude. <laughs> I thought you were over this Henry's evil thing. Actually, this this I'm just playing this for laughs. Okay. For the one person who's listening. And... Wait, hi Lindsay. <laughs> hi Mo. That's two people. <laughs> That's two. But they're married, so. <laughs> Hello, all you bots out there. <laughs> randomly picking But somebody and... is actually watching. They're not even listening in the car. They actually chose to watch the video of us. If you're listening, there's probably more of you. If you're watching, you're probably a very select audience. <laughs> Bless you. Especially since every Bless time one of us heart. touches the table, it looks like we've gotten into an earthquake. We're making Andrea laugh over there, too. So she's shaking the table earthquake this is like cloverfield really you know the first one with the shaky cam here let's run down the stairs in fear and that'll really (laughs) cement us in that we could be part of the cloverfield universe oh my gosh okay all right speaking of shaking with fear we're about to go into 2024 is Mm -hmm. it is it 2024 no 12 minutes left Mm -hmm. so we're getting quite close we're getting quite close so i've got a list of films that are coming out next year hey writers and um people <laughs> actors cinema people please not go on strike actually do go on strike if it is fighting against ai because scary um but anyway i'm going to tell you the As films. mission impossible dead reckoning told us exactly well, let's talk about the films that are coming out 
which ones you're excited about. All right. So, um, Lord of the Rings, Battle of the Rohirrim. Who knew that another Lord of the Rings film was about to come out? I had no idea. It's coming out. Which makes me think it might suck. I know, because it's kind of quiet. Yeah. But maybe they were just trying to surprise us. I don't know. Surprise! Um, Dune 2. Hey. Um, We're not really that excited about the (laughs) Even, like, the words. At least somebody breathes the words, and I'm immediately like, I know. I'm pretty sure (laughs) that if you had a heart attack and someone said Dune 2, it would just be like a defibrillator (laughs) for you. Get you right back in. It was as if Paul Atreides did some, like, Jedi <laughs> I think you're mixing genres a little bit there. Yes, but June has some similarities to Star Wars. Okay. Bike Riders, Austin <clears throat> A Wicked Part One. Gladiator. Gladiator two. Okay. And that's gonna have Denzel in it. Joker two. That's gonna have Denzel and Gladiator Two. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. There you My go. interest has actually been slightly been peaked. peaked. Yeah, there. yeah. Spell peaked. E-I-Q-U-E-D. It's a spelling bee. Wow. Okay. Uh, Beetlejuice 2. Talk about gaps between sequels. We've, we've got some pretty big gaps right. here. Right. Gladiator 2. And then Beetlejuice. Um, Craven the Hunter. AKA Abs. <laughs> That's about all I remember from the trailers. Abs. abs. <laughs> um, Harold and the Purple Crayon. Deschanel and Levi. So that'll be interesting. Interesting. Quiet Place 3, because who knew that was happening either? These, like, yeah, that's, that's been like, under the radar. Like, stealthy. They've been very quiet about it. Stealthy. That's what I'm saying. So 2024 no, is... Someone like, got that pun out there. Tell me you got the quiet pun. <laughs> um, oh, I said The Taste of Things. That's that Juliette Binoche film. I usually like films that depict food. It's interesting to watch people cook. And... Uh, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. That looked interesting to me. I I, I tend to like that series. Ooh, maybe we should do that. There have been so maybe many ape movies. It's all kind of melded together for me. <clears throat> all right, and I, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say Argyle as well. I know with Henry Cavill, but I know. it also has Sam Rockwell. It has. So it's like your deep love yeah, mixed with your slight fear. <laughs> My slight fear. Yeah. And they're basically playing the same person. Just right. one's a fictionalized version of the other. And see, I didn't get that from the first trailer. Yeah. So I was like, what is this about? This is weird. Yeah. Look at his hair. Yeah, that hair is like Stalin would envy that hair. Yeah. <laughs> but the second trailer that has just come out is really yeah. interesting looking, which is why I put Argyle on the list. So good job, trailer yeah. people. The film may be terrible. I don't know, but the trailer is good. There's Which also um, the uh, the Rebel Moon movie came out just recently, and the sequel will be coming out next year. Oh, so those mm-hmm. of you who like your Star Wars Seven Samurai Zack Snyder mashups, I have to say his <laughs> name like that. Um, Why? Because because it is the essence of him. I don't think you can say the name without Zach saying Snyder. it with a manly like like, uh, like even though it's like he has a DC tie-in but like the marvel red giant font <laughs> right, that takes yeah. over your whole screen and it's like, i think there need to be some hammer <laughs> as it's going in there though like <laughs> you know like tony stark building the armor kind of like mm-hmm. you know serious hammer pounding what are we talking um, about right the now rebel moon <laughs> rebel moon we're we're going back to rebel moon okay. um i watched the, you haven't watched it yet but um it's quite bonkers 
uh it's an interesting uh little thing we might have to do another episode talking about seven samurai because man it stole from okay it. um i'm but, ready yeah and uh things that i'm excited are not coming out this year is star wars movies i'm so glad we're not getting one <laughs> um yeah no, take, I a, feel about that. take a few years guys gestate digest some you know what i feel the same way about marvel right now yeah they need to take a little sleepy time too um the one thing i am sad that is not coming out is more star trek movies we need to get those back on the agenda here chris pine uh his group was supposed to do another one and that got canceled again it's like the third time okay the director's falling through and the writer's falling through so my hope is is that this is a refining process that makes it where but but let's be real you could put out a terrible movie and it would still be better than the last jedi so you're winning <laughs> um just right there by virtue of that alone oh he had to bring the 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 worst he's gonna he's gonna compare star trek and hey, star wars he picked the worst and star you know wars what, well hey to go against star trek it's really hard to do worse than the motion picture while you're at it so, <laughs> so you know right there just Past that bar. Redemption. (laughs) If you've never seen Star Wars, the motion picture. Star Wars, the motion picture? Star Wars. Star Wars, the motion picture. I was like stuck in my act, the accent that slips in. Star Trek, the motion picture. It's terrible. (laughs) You could also watch a glacier moving and get about the same experience. (laughs) Or watch us right now. Actually, this is better. I was about to say, we are much better than the motion picture. (laughs) We're better than Star Trek V. We're better than William Shatner climbing a mountain. Yeah, we are. See, it's not every day you can say that about yourself. (laughs) You really need these affirming moments. Especially going into the new year. You know, look at yourself in the mirror and say, I am better than William Shatner climbing a mountain. I am better than William Shatner climbing a mountain. See? I feel better about myself already. <laughs> I'm going into I the feel new year right. About <laughs> that also is Do probably better. Confused and better. <clears throat> Am I what? <laughs> no, dude. What's... You're not a 91 year old man. Let's uh, clear for, that up right thanks now. Thanks for clearing that up. <laughs> I'm also not selling Priceline. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. You don't have a lot of spoken word albums of which I'm aware. <laughs> If you do, I will buy them. Um, <laughs> right, right. Don't have any singing word albums either while we're at it. I would buy those sooner than oh, I would buy your spoken right. word ones. No offense. <laughs> Should I be singing on the podcast then instead of speaking? Okay, I think we both know spoken word albums are different than podcasts. Mm. Mm-hmm. Trying to dig himself <laughs> the hole he made. I have nothing to dig out of. Richard. All right. So what film are you most excited about? We read all those films. We and I my I'm, I'm still staying with Dune 2. <clears throat> yeah, I think Dune 2 is is up there pretty high for me. Uh, the first one was so good. And they're bringing Christopher Walken in. My only hope is that he says walk without rhythm and you won't attract the worm to really tie it into the the video that he did. Um, he really does look good in the trailer. Yes. He looks he looks, he looks solid. Well, he looks like what you want him 
to look like as the, as emperor. the emperor. Like it's it's a solid and choice. And he looks, I mean, fascinating to watch. And you know, when he when he's staring at Paul, he's like, Your father was a weak man. And you're like, oh dagger. Paul is gonna Jedi <laughs> Jedi voodoo you. You you got some good guts on you there, buddy. So <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, it looks really good. Um I don't know. In aside from that, nothing has really, really got me hyped so far this year. So we'll see how things go. I am bewildered that they're doing another Lord of the Rings film. So that is kind of exciting to me. I am not optimistic, given that I've watched uh, some of the Lord of the Rings stuff that's come on out on that little box thing that we don't talk about. Um, yeah, yeah, that thing. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. That's fair. But we are excited about the new year and we're excited to spend it with you because we're coming out with season nine very soon. We just had a production meeting even. Did. No blood was spilled. No blood was spilled. Um, Little blood. Not by me. <laughs> it's usually me that's mad. And it was not my blood. So I don't know whose so who blood, blood was it. I, that's, I'm wondering. Um, okay. Clearly we might need to get some forensics in here. Um yeah. But no, I or black roll. <gasps> dun dun dun. Spoiler, <laughs> spoiler. So I'm excited about this, and and you know we are golly, this is the ninth season, and we're still enjoying it. If we ever stop enjoying it, you will get a season finale that will wrap it all up. You know, all a real a, one, a real wrap up. All a Smallville where Katrina goes on and puts on a cape and goes off to fight crime. He made it Smallville. Um, yeah. My and, and she'll do a TV podcast. Yes. And it'll probably start with Smallville. With Smallville. Absolutely. Our producer will do it with her. And they'll go through every episode. <laughs> and we can fleek them. Yes. Oh and I gosh. will listen. <laughs> it's so good. But I what would you participate. do? If you if you had to do a TV episode, what would you do? If I had to do a TV episode? Of Weekend on Fleek. Oh, if I had to weaken on Fleek a series? Doctor Who? Yeah. I want to do Doctor Who as well. Doctor Who would be fun, but Doctor Who is so huge. I think I would do House. Mm-mm. I'd kick it old school. I haven't watched it in a long time, but I remember liking it kick so it much. School. And it would be interesting to go back and see if I still liked it. You're going into your own psyche because you have played a character. Yes. Back <laughs> in my uh, in my college days as an avant-garde filmmaking <laughs> person <laughs> i have a dvd uh, that i try and hide from the populace and some people do i tried to watch it once and it was just painful this is painful you know when actors say that they don't watch themselves and i was like you're so full of it you, you totally watch yourself but then yeah, i watched myself but they didn't and i was see like no, house. Yeah. <laughs> i played dead i was dead for well mostly dead oh <gasps> it's new year's happy new year everybody happy new year <laughs> See you next season.